So we're going to be in Jonah chapter number two. And we ended off last week at the end of chapter one where Jonah is called by God. He goes on this running mission away from God. He gets the sailors on the ship trapped up in a bunch of mess. And then the Bible says that, the, the, that, that he's thrown overboard into the sea. And we end there in chapter number one where Jonah is swallowed up by the great fish for three days and three nights. And let's read this here in Jonah chapter number two. And we're going to read all of chapter number two, which is these 10 verses here. And I'll start reading from the New Living Translation. It says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. Jonah prayed to the Lord his God inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble and he answered me. I called to him from the land of the dead and the Lord and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths and I sank to the heart of the sea. The mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. Then I said, oh, Lord, you have driven me from your presence. Yet I will look once more toward your holy temple. I sank beneath the waves and the waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was in prison in the earth whose gates locked shut forever. But you, O Lord, my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. And my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all of God's mercies. But this is good. But I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise and I will fulfill all of my vows. That's a word right there. For salvation comes from the Lord alone. Then verse number 10, the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. And here we have in, in chapter number two of Jonah. Father, thank you for your word. Holy Spirit, guide my hands, guide my words. God, let your people be touched and ministered to by your word in Jesus name. Amen. Here we have in Jonah number two. Jonah finds himself as he's swallowed up by this fish in the lowest of low places. He finds himself in at the bottom of the bottom without friends without family, without confidants, without girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse. He is at the point of rock bottom. After his running, after his shuffling, after his Lord, I'll just do it my way. God is like, okay, you, you want to do it your way, huh? Let's see where your way gets you. And I, now this is the thing. I know I'm not the only one that my way has gotten me sometimes at the rock bottom. Rock bottom in my emotions, rock bottom in my relationship, rock bottom in my money. Oh, Lord, I got to pay this guy. Oh, why not? Oh. And this is the thing, too, is that sometimes when you get that place, it, it stings a little bit when, when you're like, oof, this is my doing. <laughs> I can't blame nobody else. I can't look and say, oh, it was my wife, Archer, girl, use it. I can't do none of that. Y'all ever been that? Y'all ever, ever been in that place? Or you like, ooh, this is a, that was a bad decision. Probably shouldn't have did that one. Hey Amen. I know. Don't raise your hand because I know I ain't, I ain't the only one. I know y'all have had some times where you like, ah, that was dog. God, why in the world did I do that? That's a mess, ain't it? And it make you kind of, uh, Lord Jesus. But he finds himself in this low place, the bottom of the bottom. But this is the thing I want to tell you. I'm going to jump right into it. Is that rock bottom might have been the best thing for Jonah. Rock bottom might have been the best thing for him. And this is the thing with you, rock bottom 
it might have just been the best thing for you. Now, when you're in the rock bottom, and when you're at the low place, it doesn't feel like it at that time. But sometimes after we come out of that, we can say, you know what? It was good for me that I, I went down to that place. It was good for me that I had to go and have all these things stripped away, taken away, taken out of my hand for a moment so that now I could clearly see the Lord. But this is what happens in Jonah chap- in, in chapter number two, verse one. It says that when Jonah is surrounded by, uh, for lack of better words, fish guts, the belly. Can you imagine that? <laughs> the belly of a, of, a, of a fish. Now, there are some that say this was a fictional story. And, you know, there are some that say Jonah physically actually died and then God resurrected him. There's some that have a lot of different different um, views on this particular passage. I'm going to take the Bible for what it say. The Bible says that he was in the funk, in the stink. And maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe we shouldn't wait until we have to see hell before we look to heaven. Because the Bible says that once he got down to this bottom place, now he prayed to the Lord. Now, this is the same prayer. You remember in chapter one, the captain went to him and said, you down here sleeping. Pray to your God. This unsaved captain was trying to tell him, now's not the time to be sleeping. Now is the time to pray. But Jonah has to get to rock bottom. And he has to see darkness. He has to see turmoil. He has to see hell before he begins to say, maybe I should start praying. Maybe I should get into my word. Maybe I should start seeking God. Right. And this is what happens sometimes for a lot of us is that for some people, they they have to almost be broke, busted and disgusted in order to turn to God. So they want to wait until they're 77 years old and went through seven marriages and 13 kids by four baby mamas and, and, and bankrupt three times. And now I want to serve God. It's like, well, you know, why don't you give your life to God while you still have some strength in your body? Why wait until you're at the end of your life where all you literally uh, 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 um, made a mess of things? Not that God won't save you. Not that God won't forgive because God, I'm not saying that. I hope you know I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that why don't we start seeking God before we get to rock bottom? And what is it in our minds that says, eh, I'm going to wait till it gets a little, then I'll, you know. And then I'm just talking a little slow. I'm, I'm just, I, I, I'm talking slow because I know, we, I know you identify with this. I know I identify with this. Is that we wait until we get to the bottom of the pit and have to see all hell break loose before we begin to turn our eyes and look to heaven. I want to take a lesson from this and say, let that not be us. Let us not wait until the bottom of the barrel before we now say, okay, God, now I'll turn it over to you. And this is the thing, though, but this is what Jonah shows us in this chapter number one, is that he shows us even in his prayer. One, he shows us the grace and mercy of God is that and that and and that we are never too low for God to hear us. He shows us that we're never too out of it or rock bottom to turn to God. As long as we have breath in our bodies, that is an opportunity to turn around, right? That's an opportunity to repent. That's an opportunity to step into our calling. But this is one thing I want us to see. And in Jonah's prayer, we see that rock bottom can either be a turning point or a quitting point. Rock bottom can either be a turning point or a quitting point. We can take a lesson from Jonah and at rock bottom say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm not going to make this the last, my last stop in life. I'm not going to make this my last relationship because that one didn't work out. I'm not going to make this my last attempt at the business because the other two failed. Right? We, when we get to the bottom place and when we get to the low place, it can either be a turning point or a quitting point. 
we can either decide, you know what, and Jonah could have very well, I believe, decided, you know what, I'm in this fit. I'm just going, just Lord, just that's it. I'm not going nowhere. I'm done with the calling. I'm done with the ministry. I'm done with this. I'm done preaching. I'm never, God can never use me again. But Jonah actually in a, in a, in a moment of faith says, I will pray to God, showing us that at the low place, it does not have to be the quitting place. And most of us are challenged and tempted to quit at some point in time. But he responds and makes the rock bottom a turning point. He says in verse number three, he says, I called out to you from the land of the dead and you heard me. See the grace of God. I say this often in this passage. See the grace and mercy of God in this. Where he says, I called out from the land of the dead, from the low place, but God, you still heard me. And God, and, and I want to encourage you today that no matter what low place you are facing, no matter what dark place you are in, our tendency when we get in these places, even if it's of our own doing, is to run away from God. To say, oh God, that's it. Or if we mess up or if you sin or whatever, you fall into temptation, whatever the case may be, whatever, whatever it is. We have a tendency to say, you know what, I'll just stay away. And what it does, and Ms. Rhonda mentioned this a couple weeks ago, we go back to the old man, Adam man, to hide from God when we make these mistakes. And Jonah could have very well said, you know what, this is it. He could have resorted to that Adam type mindset to say, you know what, I messed up. I ran from God. I've ended up in this bottom place. I've ended up in sin, whatever the case would be, it could have hit. But what we have to do is say, you know what, we have to continue to run to God even when you mess up. This is the thing I want to say this. Is that even when you mess up, still run to God because it is the old Adam man that hides from God. And this is the thing that, and I'm, I'm jumping here, but this is the thing that made David a man after God's own heart. Because even when David was jacked up and he messed up, he said, God, I'm coming back to you. He said, okay, I repent, God, I repent. Wash me clean, Lord. I'm jacked up. I'm glad. I know I am. I was here. I was there. I was whatever. But, but he ran back to God. That is what made him a man after God's own heart. Not that he was perfect, because he could be reading the Bible. He wasn't perfect. He was acting. This man was, this man was you know, this man was wild. But it wasn't, and that wasn't what made him a man after God's own heart. It was that even in his mess up, even in his low places, he still said, you know what, I'm coming back. He didn't allow the low place to keep him from God because the Bible, as we said earlier, even I, I believe it's in Psalms, it said that where can I go from your presence? If I make my bed in hell, if I'm in the low place, you are still. And so I would encourage you that even in Jonah, in the pit, in the, in the rock bottom, that God's like, yeah, I, I know, I know, I know you, you I know this might have been your decision, but I'm still in here with you. This is not my ending place for you. This is not my desired place for you. This is not the where I want you on, you know, on a regular Tuesday is in the bottom place. But know that I'm not leaving you there. And we can take a lesson from Jonah to still call on the name of the Lord, even in the low place. Even in the low place, rock bottom does not stop you from hearing, does not stop God from hearing your prayers. Being in the worst place does not stop God from hearing you. And so Jonah, Jonah realizes that rock bottom doesn't have to be the quitting place, but it can be a turning point where I can turn to God and he will hear my prayer. The Bible says in Psalm 86 and 6, it says, hear my prayer, Lord, listen to my cry for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me. He says, when I am in distress, I call to you and you answer me because rock bottom, he still hears your prayers. Amen. And this is the next thing I want you to take from this passage. And this whole entire chapter is Jonah praying to God. In verse number six, it says this. 
Verse 6, he says, I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth whose gates locked shut forever. But this is good. It says, but you, O Lord, my God, you snatch me from the jaws of death. I want to read it to you. The New King James, it says this. It says that you have brought my life from the pit. You have brought my life up from the pit. And see, this is the thing is that Jonah realizes what we learn from his story is that even in the pit that we are not too low to be lifted up. As we said earlier, Jonah was consumed in this low place. He was consumed with his failure. And, and, and I know this has been some of us where, where, where you're just like, man, I'm just, oh, this is a low place right now. But he says he redeemed my life from the pit. And this is the thing is about these pits is that this is sometimes, you know, we dig our own pits. We, we you know, we dig our own graves with bad decisions. We, 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 we dig out uh, our own place. Uh, and, and this is not just decisions, right? But, but we dig out these pits of confusion and, and these pits of low self-esteem. I was trying to say by what we speak over ourselves and by what the words that come out of our mouth. We've been talking about that a lot over the last few weeks. It's been coming up. The words that we say, we build our own pits by the words that we speak over ourselves. We dig our own pits of fear by saying, oh, I can't do that. because This is going to happen and that's going to happen. And I can't say this and I can't go here and I can't go there. And I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And with every word that we say that is negative and against what God has said about us, we are, we are taking the dirt out the thing with the shovel. Every time you say, I can't do, you're digging up one more thing, one more, one more shovel, one more shovel of dirt. Every time we're speaking what God, what God has not said over us. Every time we get up in the morning and say, I can't, I'm sick of this job. I hate this. And that's one more thing. We dig in one more pit. And you wonder why you're about to slap your boss. And, and wonder why you're about to cuss out the coworkers in the email. And, and one, all these things. I'm sick. I can't stand these people. Now, it's no wonder you can't stand the job because you keep saying it every day. It's no wonder your wife get on your nerves. You keep saying she get on your nerves. <laughs> Ain't nobody saying that. Yeah, <laughs> you keep saying it under your breath. God hear you. No wonder. Now she get on your nerves every day because you keep saying it, bro. Stop saying that. With the words that we say, we dig out these own pits. And every time we speak something negative over ourselves, and this is, Lord Jesus, what time? This is, and I'm going to tell y'all, this is, this is hard to do. Ain't no point me get up here lying. It's hard. Because what it is, is that we haven't caught a revelation that our words carry that type of weight. And we still think, oh, I'm just saying, I'm just playing, I'm just joking. And remember, the Bible says in James, he said, the tongue is unruly. But he says, if you can tame that thing. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. That's what I'm paraphrasing for you. He says, if you can tame that tongue. Oh, now, now we see real evidence of your faith. I said this before in Acts chapter 2. It's no wonder where when the Holy Spirit was poured out, the first thing he got a hold of was their tongue. Let me give you a new language of the spirit, because in order to be effective in the kingdom, in order to move according to the laws and the principles of the kingdom, you have to get a hold of that tongue. And every time we speak these things of low self-esteem, of confusion, of fear, of doubt. I'm not saying you don't have this. I'm not saying we don't face things that you have to overcome. But I'm saying these negative words that we speak and we rehearse in our minds, even over ourselves, we dig our own pits. But Jonah shows us that we are not too low to be brought out of the pit because he said, God, you have snatched and brought my life up from the pit. That's what it says in Psalm 103, verse 4. He says, you redeem my life 
from the pit. I love that word that you redeem it because that's a, that's a transactional thing. Just like Christ redeeming us from the curse of the law. He said that I am buying you back from the thing that had owned you, that the thing that had held you, that the thing that had a grip on you that you could not get out of by yourself. He said that I am able to redeem your life, to buy your life back from the pit. And as Jonah was buried here three days, he was buried here. He's like this picture of Christ buried in the grave. Christ having to his body, waiting on the power of the Holy Spirit to resurrect his body. Even like mankind, right, because of our own bad decisions in a pit of sin, in the sin nature. But God comes and redeems us through Christ and says, I'm able to bring you out of it. You are never too low to be lifted out of the pit. Even if it's a pit, and this is what we see here with Jonah, even if it's a pit that I created, even if it's a pit, you go to my house and you go to the backyard and I didn't dug it myself. God is like, okay, yeah, I know you did, but I am able to redeem you and buy you back from the pit. We are not too low from the pit. Jonah shows us this when he prays and he shows us this as he comes out. And this is the thing in verse number nine. I'm not going to be much longer, amen, because I, I, I feel like y'all are getting the message here is that in verse number nine. Jonah says this, he says that, he says that for my salvation, for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. My salvation, he says, verse 9, I'll read it again, I'm sorry. He says that, but I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. After he's in the pit, after he's in the bottom, after he begins to pray, he comes to a resolution that I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. I will fulfill my vows for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. And what Jonah shows us is that maybe in all of this, he needed a lesson in perspective. He needed a lesson in perspective because after all of this turmoil, after all of this, this, this chaos, it's okay, baby. You, you good, brother, man. Get your food, man. I'm good. I promise you. I got kids too. I understand y'all good. He said, after all of this turmoil, after all of this, this going through the bottom, he says, he, he says, I'm going to fulfill my vows. But he says this because I realized something. He, he said, I had a change of perspective that, wait a minute. My salvation is only from God. He, he begins to get a clear view of who this God is that truly called him. Because it's like, maybe you ran because you didn't realize who it was. That was giving you the call in the first place. You didn't realize who it was that had placed his hand on you. So you thought for a second you could run from this. You thought for a second that you could hide from this calling of God. But 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 maybe this is like Jonah, a lesson. And wait a minute, he said, I'm gonna fulfill my vows because I realized, oh my goodness. The only saving power that I'll ever know is from the Lord. The only way I can fulfill this calling is because of the Lord. The only way I can get out of this mess is because of the Lord. And he has to do like Isaiah and says, now I have to see the Lord high and lifted up and realize, wait a minute, I didn't call myself. Wait a minute. I didn't just make this up in my sleep. I, 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 I didn't just come up with my own vision board. No, no, no. This was God, the father who called me into this. And he says, oh, wait a minute. Oh, oh now, now, I, now I, I, I'll fulfill my vows because I have a new perspective of the God that called me. And see, this is the thing is that when you think you've called yourself and when you think, you know, I just said something I'm just doing on the side. Da, 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 you'll treat it kind of kind of janky. You'll treat it kind of, oh, I do it when I get to it. But see, when, 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 we, when you realize that this is God that is calling us. Now it'll be like Jeremiah when he said, how can I not preach the word? Because it's like fire. Shut up in my bones. He said, he said, I got to put my leg. He said, I got no choice. 
He said, I have no choice because when the word of God gets a hold of you and the call of God gets a hold of you, he said, oh, you ain't got no choice but to obey this. You, you ain't got no choice. But, 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 but when I think it's just, you know, oh, my mama said I should do it. And all, then, I, you know, you might do it. You might not. You might get around to it. You, you might not. But when you recognize that, wait a minute. Oh, my God, my calling has come from the Lord. My salvation has come from the Lord. My, my provision has come from the Lord. It's not coming from mankind. It's not coming from my wife. My security. This is good. My security is coming from from the Lord. He says, when you get this perspective, oh, I, I will fulfill my vows now because I realize that all of my hope, all of my strength, all of my identity is coming from the Lord. And Jonah has to get a new perspective on this thing. He says, this salvation is from the Lord. This calling is from the Lord and the God who called me is serious about his call. So serious that he would chase me down. So serious that he would send a great fish. So serious that he would send a great storm. So serious that he will say, sit right here in this mess for three days until you decide that you want to obey. He realized that God was serious about his call on Jonah's life. And Jonah had to remember that, Jonah, your life is not your own. Your life is not your own. And I know in our day and age where it's, hey, you do your thing, do whatever's best for you, you know, live your truth type of thinking that we have. It's hard for us to understand. My life is not my own, but I have, as we just said earlier, I have been bought with a price. And God has a purpose for my life, not for me to just wander, not for me to just figure out, ah, I might do that, I might do this. He says, no, no, no. Know that I am the one who is calling you for a specific purpose. Your purpose might be different from my purpose. You might be called to preach. You might be called to do hair. You might be called to the business place. You might be a realtor. You might be, be a, 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 a doctor, whatever that is. But you have to know that it is not you who called you. But it is a God who called you and who is serious about what he has called you to do. And see, this is the thing is that once again, we have to fall back to seeing the grace of God in this. Because he could have just said, all right, Jonah, you tripping. Get on out of here. Get on. I'm done with you. I'll get somebody else. But he says, no, no, no. I know you ran, but you're still my man. That almost did that, did that, did that rhyme. I know you ran, but you're still my man. Okay, yeah. That's it. I ain't even write that down. That was, that was off the dome. You know what I'm saying? That was off the dome. I know you ran, but you're still my man. That's a word for one of y'all. I know you ran. <laughs> for the men in here, amen. For the men. What I'm saying is that he shows you on the, yeah, I know you ran. I know you dipped out. I know you were this and that, da, da, da. But you are still mine. You are still mine. I have still called you. You still belong to me. And I still have purpose for you. And you have to realize that even though you are in the pit, even though you are in the low place, and you may be at rock bottom, you may have been at rock bottom this weekend. Ooh, it may have been a struggle for you to even get here this morning. But guess what? Maybe rock bottom is good too. Because maybe it takes a moment to change our perspective to say, okay, God, I, I, I give in. I submit. I, I, I'll do it. I'll serve. I'll walk this way. I'll talk to that person. I'll pray for them. I'll make these decisions that you've been calling me to do. Because God is serious about it. If you find yourself in a pit today, or if you have found yourself in a pit, even if it's of your own doing over the last two weeks, three weeks, six months, know that you are not too low to be lifted out of the pit. Amen. 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 Come on, bow your heads and close your eyes with me.